Okay, y'all, let's just get into it. Today, I am airing the second part of my interview with Mike Lee. Mike Lee is my brother, my partner with the website, The Fifth Quarter. And last week, we talked about, you know, Mike's beginnings and how he got into HBCU bands. But now, we're going to focus directly on The Fifth Quarter because people have been asking, how did you and Mike meet? How did you all get together and do The Fifth? The Fifth Quarter, for those who may not be aware, is a website a web community that Mike and I ran for 20 years. Um, we, it went live in 1999 and it continued to 2019 when we closed it down after 20 exact years of being up and available to the HBCU band community. So through the years, people wanted to know how we met each other. Some people have even thought we were married, which is interesting to me because we have never been like that. It's always been a brother-sister kind of deal. Um, but anyway, here is my my interview with Mike Lee. Hopefully you will enjoy and learn a bit about where the fifth quarter got started. All right, Mike. So let's talk about the fifth and how we got to know each other. And, you know, this is kind of intimidating. I have to be honest because it's like 20 plus years of shenanigans. And uh, we, met, uh, we met in what, 1998? October 1998. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so... We met, um... So I think I think you had just graduated, right? Did you just you had just graduated? No, point, right? I had graduated a little bit before. Well, you know what? That's not true. It was it was some months. It was in my first year of graduation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I came out of school in '97, December of '97, and one of the hardest things for someone who's marched in the HBCU marching band for those four years, one of the hardest things to do is to separate from that program because you recognize that it's never gonna be the same. You're never gonna have the trips. You're never gonna be in the same place as your cohesive band, your section, whatever it is. That's one of the hardest things you can imagine. And I was feeling that at that point. You know, I'd been out almost a year and I wanted to figure out a way to keep in contact with people I marched with, but also create a space that that would help those who in, uh, who were in other marching bands um, stay connected. And so I bought this URL, thefifthquarter.com, T-H-E, the number five, T-H, quarter.com. And I, um, yeah, I must have bought it early October or maybe late September. And I was like, you know, it, the, let, here's a story of how I came up with that name. I'm not sure if, I, if I've told you this, Christy. So I've gone to homecoming and, um, there's a guy Marshall's the drum major with. His name is Tory Jones. We called him Lemonhead. He got a he got his crab name the same way I did. Somebody just called him Lemonhead, but he does look like the little Lemonhead guy on the Lemonhead box. So that's why they that's why they called him Lemonhead, and we still we still call him Lemonhead, just like they still call me Aya. But we were sitting in the stands after the game, and I can't even I don't even remember what game what who we were playing, but we were just the it was in the fifth quarter. We were going back and forth. And I didn't refer to it as the fifth quarter at that point. It was just, you know, after the game, you know, he leaned over. He was like, this is what the fifth quarter is all about. And literally right then, being a light bulb went off into my head. And I said, the fifth quarter. That's exactly what I'm going to call Because I've been thinking about it. I didn't know what, we're, what I could call it or how I was going to do it. But that popped up in that light bulb literally dinged in my head and said, that's what I'm going to call it. But the fifth quarter, as soon as I got back to North Carolina, I went to GoDaddy and signed up for it. 
a few weeks later, I got an email from a young lady named Christy Walker. <laughs> and she's asking me what my plans were for the fifth quarter. Go ahead, Christy. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the thing that made me want to do the site was very different from yours. So in September of 98, there was a fight between Prairie View A&M and Southern University's bands. Um, you know, it, it was a fight. They, they, they fought kind of like off to the side and it was a big deal because like- I people, remember that. Remember, remember when that happened? <laughs> like it was all on it TV. It was on the news. It was yeah. like on national news. It was all on national TV and- you know, I, it it didn't surprise me just because I was, you know, in, ingrained in the culture. I mean, of course, I wouldn't want two bands to fight, but, you know, it didn't really shock me that these two bands were fighting. Well, anyway, I feel like a couple of weeks later, there was a column in the Sports Illustrated. I think it was Rick Riley who wrote the, he writes the, one of the, like, op-eds, I guess, in Sports Illustrated. And he was kind of making fun of us, like, you know, kind of calling, when I say us, I'm talking about like HBCU bands. Like he was saying, I can't believe these two bands fought, you know, uh, calling us basically, basically soft, basically wussies. I mean, I haven't seen the article in literally decades, but I guess it's, you know, we can look it up, Google or whatever. But he was basically right. saying that, you know, why are y'all, y'all are the pansies anyway. Y'all are the band geeks. Y'all aren't supposed to be, you know, fighting. And, and I, I just kept thinking to myself, <laughs> I just kept thinking to myself, like, you just don't get it. You don't get it. It did not surprise me at all that these right. two fans were fighting. You just, you just don't understand <clears throat> culture and how HBCUs interact and how serious it is for us. And so, you know, I had already had a website, uh, you know, I had been out, you and I actually graduated the same time. Um, but, you know, I just been, Again, it's just like you separate from, you know, you separate from your program. Things are kind of weird because it's like the <laughs> time goes on and you're not in the band. And and so I I knew that there were people out there who who thought the same way I did, who would have gotten annoyed at that Rick Riley article. Like I I knew that there had to be some people out there. And so like I created a free tripod site called the ranks and so long and short of it I started to build an online community um, with these people that were on our message boards to talk about HBCU bands and so you know it made me feel good because I wasn't the only one out there that would be annoyed at people making fun of our culture I know I'm not the only one that understands how serious this craft is and so I was thinking you know well let me um you know, rest in peace tripod, but I was thinking about getting my own domain name. And I was trying to think of a, of a way, of a, of, a, of a link, of a URL to choose. So I was putting in different like band terms and things just didn't feel right. And then I saw, I thought about the fifth quarter. Well, I go to like GoDaddy or whatever. I type in the number five thquarter.com. Oops, somebody has that. So I was like, okay, well, you know, in the meantime, I'll get the FIFTHquarter.com. So I signed up for that one. And then I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what this person, I wonder who has 
the number five thcore.com. I wonder who has that and I wonder what they want to do with it. And so I just looked up on GoDaddy and there was Mike Lee. <laughs> Mike Lee's information. <laughs> and then I emailed him and I was like, hey, you know, I, what do you want to do um, with this URL? Like, what kind of plans do you have? And then you and I, Mike, we just started talking for for long periods of time. For for I mean, it was for months because the site went live yeah. in January. In January ninety nine, yeah. but but you and I, uh, you know, you you were working as a web designer at the time anyway, right? You were like a full time web designer. I, I dabbled in it, but weren't you doing that full time? Yeah. yeah, I sure was. I was a uh, well, I, I was actually a Java developer at uh, IBM at that point, but. I was doing web stuff. I was doing kind of on the website of Java development. So I was like, you know, I do this. So, you know, we could do this. So we worked. Yeah, you, I mean, we we spoke a lot between October and January, October 2018 and January 2019. And we came to a really good spot. We got a good site. We got, uh, that's when we had a site more than just a form. You know, we kind of created places for pictures and there's just this community. This now remember the, the interesting thing here is this is before social media, right? Mm-hmm. So we were trying to accomplish the same things that social media did, but this is before anybody thought about a Facebook or a, a, a Instagram or or anything like that. We were just creating a place for HBCU band members to come chat, talk trash, all of this kind of thing. And that's what we were successfully able to do because of the passion that we both had from growing up in HBCU marching bands. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember when we opened the site that day, like there are people that I still keep in contact with and I'm sure you keep in contact with as well that were there that that Mm -hmm. first day and you know they were like oh my gosh this is an actual site for us and you know shout out to to Gerard Howard who who runs um you know he has the black cosman.org.com yeah and he you know that, that that that's the homie there you know all three of us are 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 cool with each other he had his own stuff going on too um but I'm just you know, speaking on behalf of the fifth, you know, it was just really interesting to see it develop through the years. Right. And I just wanted a place where we could talk without being made fun of or being made to be like right. some kind of geeks or, you know, I just wanted like-minded people right. to congregate with on the web. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was a place specifically for HBCU marching bands. Right, so the MEAC fans had a, a little division in their form for, for bands, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was that. And, you know, like other places had just little sections for a little march, for marching band conversation, or even if it was a kind of sports related. But this was really the first of its kind that is strictly dedicated to HBCU marching bands. That's it. And yeah. that's where Pete, that's how we started getting, that's how we started getting the attention. Because again, as people rotate out of a marching band program, the one thing that they want to do is they want to continue to live that marching band culture. And so having a place dedicated to you who un, with people who understand exactly how you're feeling coming out of a program 
is the best thing possible for you in that situation. So that's where I think the fifth quarter started growing, you know, in popularity. It was to a point to where, you know, some people, some people didn't know that I, that I did the fifth quarter at A&M. And they were talking about the fifth quarter. They were like, man, you know, have you guys got, you guys got to go out there and to this fifth quarter, man, it's, it's like for us, we got to be out there. Let's go represent MMW and so forth. And then, you know, people like, Mike, you got to join this site. And I was like, that's my site. I, I, I did that site. Get you know, here. they were like, oh my God, this is this, that. Yeah. And even to this day, and I know we're, we're talking about the beginning of the fifth quarter, but even to this day, people are associating me and say, oh, wait, are you the, the Mike Lee from the fifth quarter? Like, yeah, that's me. Like, oh my God, I grew up on that site. I grew up on that, right? Because it, it hit a certain part of who we all are as marching band students and, and marching band alumni, HBCU marching band alumni. It hit a very important certain part of our lives. And so, um, I think that's why it was, I think that's why it took off so quickly and uh, so so heavily. And we had high numbers of unique visitors, right? We had mm-hmm. high numbers of account signups. Yeah, tons of postings. And one way you can tell the impact that uh, you have on a culture is what happens outside of that particular event or service or site. So. You know, for example, we we created things that people still use, like free post <laughs> or, you know, to the graveyard mm-hmm. or, you know, ABDF or uh, what is the fast party, you know, NLBH. all the, yeah, NL, yeah, NLBH, you know, uh, COSO, you know, mm-hmm. those things, you know, still live on. And so uh, what was the trash? talking site it was a uh, the smack trash board? talking part of the form i can't remember was it smack huh? board the smack board yeah the smack board yeah that's right that's where people would talk trash right and i still hear that referenced periodically you know in different in different conversations and that came directly from us that came directly from the fifth quarter so it was it was impactful. I think you know what we what we did was impactful to the entire craft itself. You know, not just the individuals that participated on the website. Well, Mike, let's let's talk about some some fun happenings that we've had over the years. Like the first thing that pops into my head is the fifth quarter mm-hmm. cruise. <laughs> oh, that that would be the that would be the number one thing that I was gonna say. <laughs> the, the the NLBH cruise. The yeah, NLBH so. cruise. Who would have thought that that a group would re- you know rent out a boat in Virginia and watch band tapes? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say this: like, I got to give a shout out to my boy Kevin, who marched for Norfolk State, mm-hmm. who was an avid mm-hmm. visitor to the forum, and he worked on he worked mm-hmm. at. At the time, he worked at the Spirit of Norfolk, which is a is a dinner cruise. It's a midnight cruise yeah. in Norfolk, Virginia. And I was in grad school at the time at Old Dominion in Norfolk, in Norfolk. So you know, I was local. And um, 
he said mm-hmm. that he was like, you know, people rent out like a, because uh, it was like, uh, I guess they had three decks. And so, you know, like they'll rent out a, a deck for a certain event. And, you know, Kev came to me. He was like, you know, Christy, we, we could set up a projector and, you know, we could have the sound coming up for all the sound system. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So long story short, you know, one night in July, and it was in t- 2002 in July, um, Mike drove up from North Carolina and he actually, he stayed at, at my apartment. I was, I was in on-campus housing. And so he stayed yep, with me yep. and like we had a midnight cruise. It ended up having 111 band heads from all different kinds of schools and everything, but it ended up being 111 people. Um, my parents were on board. Uh, Dr. Hodge, who was director at a was on board. Mr. Holden, who uh, is an, a, a director at Virginia State, was on board. You know, and it was just like, but the rest were like bandheads, period, that we went yeah. on a cruise, a midnight cruise and had fun and played band tapes, pretty much. I can't believe we did that now that I think That's about right. it. And we had a cookout we had a cookout too, didn't we? Didn't we have yep. a cookout? Yep, we had some, a cookout. At some the, point. Yep, yeah, we the, had a big cookout there. Yeah, it was the day, bef- it was the day, that day, because we went on the, the cruise was a midnight cruise. So earlier that day, we had a, um, yeah. a big cookout and you and, and, and Stan and, and, and Paul, y'all, uh-huh. were, y'all were the cooks uh-huh. and you played volleyball and had card games and. Yep. And do you, do you remember that? Do you remember that the, the first day that was the first time we met in person no that wasn't mike remember the first time we met in person it was are you sure no it was in 99 when we went to this game and we met in the airport the atlanta airport with warren and herb that's not true is it when when was the cruise summer the 02. cruise was oh two mm-hmm. but we had okay met yeah we met before then we met we met for them yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was later in the year though. It was yeah. down For, down in the year. Yeah. People still talk about the cruise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Met in the airport for yeah. the first time. You, you know, we gave each other the biggest hug and like, you know, you know, we it's not like we had FaceTime mm-hmm. or anything. Like I mean, we knew what we, each other looked like, but right. it, it's not the same as yeah. being in each other's space, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and so, you know, the fifth quarter afforded us some really interesting opportunities. Right. Think about the Honda, Honda Battle of the Bands. Right. They sought us out to do their website and voting. Yeah, so that's a little that's a little known black history fact right there. So people who yes. listen to this and and you know know about the Honda and everything, like the very first year that the Honda was in place, those folks contacted they contacted you, right? Because they had been looking at the fifth quarter and they were like, We need yeah. somebody to conduct our voting, right? Right. Yeah. Right, but also Remember, we were part of the site selection committee. We helped make the decision to make it, to have it in Atlanta. Houston was a, Houston and Dallas were in contention as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I remember being in those conversations. Yeah, people don't know that, but you know, it's just, it's just us, little old us. And, yeah. um, and you know, I, I think about like <laughs> Drumline when we got, 
we got we got flewed out. <laughs> we got flown to um uh to New York yeah. to, to interview. <laughs> to New York. That was my very first time in New York City to interview the cast. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I'd Denver. been a couple times. We were in there with the big inter the uh the big entertainment industry reporters asking the questions. <laughs> I was so nervous that day. I was so nervous. Mike was just sitting beside me because we were all sitting at the, I'll never forget, we were in a hotel and, you know, we were sitting at those round mm -hmm. tables, the seat, like those banquet tables that seat like eight people. And so it was yeah. like Mike and me, some other press people, and then like the stars. So it would be like either Nick Cannon or Zoe Saldana or um, Orlando Jones or Charles Stone, who was the director. Mm -hmm. And I remember just sitting there being like, I can't, I was so nervous, Mike. I'm glad you were there because I don't think I would have been able to handle it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great trip. It really made us feel like we were really making a difference in HBCU marching band world because the stars used the fifth quarter to do some of their character research. Yeah, and, and they basically told us. And I wanted to ask you, Mike, do you still have the pictures yeah. from, those event, from that event? Yeah, I sure do. I'm sure I, I have to find them. But I, uh, we, we took a lot of pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you're gonna have to send me those pictures for real. Can you, can you make that a, um, a, a, yeah. a holiday break job for you to do? Because I was like, I, I've been asking, I've been wondering about those well, pictures. I have to wait till we get back home because the hard drives and stuff are at home. Right. But I will definitely, I'll definitely try to make that happen before the end of January. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So remember when we had our fifth birthday? Um, get together. It was during Honda weekend and it was mm -hmm. at the marquee and we had over a hundred people to come to that one too. We had, yep, um, that's right. We had like the projector set up. We were watching tapes and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because, you mm -hmm. know, nobody would do that nowadays. Like nobody, you know, with YouTube and everything, nobody would like watch tapes anymore. They just look up clips and whatnot but right. I mean we had a projector going on we had like a hundred people we ordered a cake um Mr. Adams who was um assistant director who mm -hmm. was assistant director in Norfolk State he said a word for us like it was it was good times yeah. yeah it was and I mean at that point we had solidified our presence in the marching band culture and I think that's when we changed is that when we changed our slogan to protecting our history, preserving protecting our the craft. history, preserving the craft. Yeah, mm -hmm. because we became we we had no longer just been a place to meet. We're we're now part of a culture and its survival. That's what it felt like. Yeah, you know, and so that was an important time too. But did we have a wedding at one of our events? Yeah, there was a wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I think it was just a get together we had. It was, you know, what it was after Honda. And I mean, there there's several fifth quarter babies walking uh -huh. around on this earth because their parents didn't met on the site. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just say this: you know, people will say, "Oh, you're you're Mike from the fifth quarter." I had an interesting thing happen to me just a couple of years ago. Like, you know, this was when the fifth quarter was about to close because we ended up closing in January 2019 after doing, you know, 20 years. 
And I was at Dallas airport for my job. Um, and I went to this conference mm-hmm. and I actually had a student with me who I was kind of like chaperoning, you know, like escorting, I guess you could say. Anyway, the student and I were in the Dallas airport and there are two gift shops. There are two different gift shops, one to the left, one to the right. So we're going back to North Carolina and we are like, okay, let's get, let's get something to drink, get some snacks or whatever. So I'm like, Hey, well, let's go to this gift shop. And it's, it's the one on the left. So we go in there and we do our shopping and whatever. And the guy that's behind the counter, he was, he said to me, now this is, this is my first time in Dallas, right? First time he says to me, I know you. And I was like, you do? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know you. You're Christy Walker. You do the fifth court. I was like, how do you know me? So, so this, this just blew my mind because I was like, how do you know me? And it come to find out, it ended up being this guy, Kevin, who was, a, who was very regular on the site. I think he went to Texas A&M Commerce, but he's always been like a, he was a, he's a percussion okay. guy, big time band head or whatever. And I had never met the guy in my life. And he just, he just saw me and was like, You're, I know you, I know you. And just blew me away. And this was, this was like two years ago. Um, <laughs> and he, he was, he works there. And so <laughs> I, I, I was just speechless after that. And the student was speechless too. Cause she was like, what in the world? <laughs> uh, but have you, you've had encounters <laughs> like that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially around Durham, you know, since I'm on a school board now and I do attribute my time in HBC marching bands to being successful in public office and leadership, but there's people like some of the band directors, you know, just some of the people from Central or who graduated from Central who are doing different things like in, in jobs and so forth. They'll see and say, you're Mike Lee, right? And I'll say, uh, yeah, because see, I think they may notice, recognize me from being on the school board, but they recognize me from the fifth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> before people recognize me from the fifth quarter, before they recognize me as being an elected official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and Mike and I, you, you know, you know, we live in the same city now. It wasn't always like that, but I mean, we've lived in the same city. Yes. Um, I, I moved. I moved. I moved down here to, oh, in, in two thousand seven. So it's been it's been a good little bit, but I mean, who would have ever? Has it been that long, Christy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. two thousand seven. Yeah. But who would have thought that, like, you know, after all of the twists and turns that our lives have made, like, we would have ended up in the same city (laughs) and, you know, still, still band heads. I know that, you know, and I just want to say that, like, you, over the years, you know, you've been a great partner and you are very much, um kind of on the on the back end like I was more seen as like the front end the face more interacting with the people but people people always knew who you were and you were on you were you were kind of on the back end but I I just want to just publicly say that like I appreciate your your friendship and our partnership through the years and like I, I really do think of you like a brother sometimes we have little fallings out and that's you know that's how family does mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know, right. when it comes down to it, you know, I always feel like you have my back. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I would say the same too, Christy. I was always very happy to let you, you know, stand out front and, you know, represent the fifth quarter because your passion for marching bands is just 
is insurmountable, right? I don't know that there's anybody I know or have ever have seen that has that level of love for, you know, the craft uh, of HBC marching bands. And so when I, when I started to step back, you know, and just kind of helped behind the scenes and then eventually kind of rolled off a little bit, it was important for me to continue to see you uh, thrive and, and, and do well because, you know, we've known each other for 22 years, right? And I don't know that I've anyone that I've, that I know and have this type of relationship, like we continuously talk, we continuously kind of chat here for 22 years. I don't, I don't know that, right? And that's almost half of my lifetime, right? And mm-hmm. so we were a lot, we were very different when we first met. And, you know, we've seen each other through a lot of different things, yes. right? And there's not a lot of people in our, in our lives right now that can actually, that, you know, that can actually say that, and at least not in mine. Mm-hmm. And so like this relationship is extremely important. And this is because of the fifth quarter. This is because of HBCU marching bands. You know, this is, this is where HBCU marching bands the fifth, and the fifth quarter is where you meet lifetime friends and this is just proof of that you know I think it's more more HBC marching band in the fifth quarter but you know this is proof of that and so yeah you are absolutely like a sister to me I mean like my wife you know she refers to you almost like you're my sister you know say hey you got to check on Christy Christy posted this go call her and ask her about it or or something like that you know because you're just you're just part of the family you know you are you're just kind of part of family here. And I think that's always going to be the case, even without the fifth quarter, just because of what, what we built. And you will always be that person for HBC marching bands. You're always going to be, in my mind, and I think in most people's mind, the leader of how HBCUs became what they are today. That you, you are a deep, rich piece of the culture of marching bands. I, I believe that you've touched far more lives than you can actually comprehend in, in that we had high schoolers on the fifth quarter that went to HBCU marching bands because of the fifth quarter. And they're gonna have kids that go to HBCUs and march in the band for the fifth quarter. They may not associate it directly to Christy Walker, but if you take a look back at all the, the generations that that will benefit from the growth and the maturity of HBC marching bands because of the fifth quarter that can all be attributed back to you, I believe. So I think you're a really big part of it and you should get a, you should get a little spot in the Smithsonian, you know, in the marching band section because, you know, just your contributions, (laughs) your contributions, you know, to HBC marching bands are matched by none, no others. Well, Mike, I I have no words for that. Thank you. I mean, it's it's weird to listen to praise like that, but it, it, it means a lot coming from you. And um, you know, we yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you and I got a chance to kind of reflect on this. Um, because yeah. I think that you and I could really talk another hour just from the the situation. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just people we've met and. <laughs> All right, so I guess we will go ahead and and end this, but it's always a pleasure talking to you, Mike. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Same here, Christy. I really appreciate it. 
You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.